Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 159, and today I'm excited to share with you seven tips for finding your best keywords to help rank and generate sales to your product listings. I mean, hey, we want to rank and we want to make sales, right? And Amazon wants us to as well. So that's what we want to do here is break this down. I think a lot of people... Uh, especially, you know, new people, they think that they want to rank in categories and that's good. But really in the beginning, we want to think about this as a broad search, meaning when someone, let's say, is going to search for something, they pull up Amazon in a fresh window and they type in the search box, they type in their search. So an example would be garlic press. We want our garlic press to be seen on that first page. Yes, once they click in and they get tied up into a category, then yes, you can start thinking about wanting to look at categories and how you're ranking and all that stuff. But in the in, in the end, we want to rank for that keyword, period. And we can rank across multiple categories, but really it's the keyword search that we're looking for, all right? So I want to give you these tips. I think that this will also expand your mind into thinking about whether you're just starting a listing from scratch and you want to come up with some keyword ideas. It really also makes you more familiar with your market because you can start seeing some of these related searches that you're scratching your head on. You're like, really? Seriously? Like people are searching for that? So that's another thing because I think if you can understand your market, you can also get product ideas from doing these these different uh, strategies and these different techniques. You can actually start coming up with other ideas from these you know, additional searches that you're finding. All right. So really, really awesome stuff. And I love digging into this stuff because you get to have some intelligence on your market. And I've always said that you want to go after a market, not necessarily after the product. Okay. What products can you serve to that market? And it's another great way to do this. All right. So with that all being said, let me just say, hey, welcome. You know, nice to have you back. Thank you so much for spending time out of your day for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. Hope your day is going well or your night or whatever time that you're listening to this. Hope your run is going well if you're running. And I just wanted to say thanks for everyone that is contributing in the TAS Facebook group, the community that is. I want to thank you guys because that community is growing like crazy and it's just becoming even more valuable. And I want to thank you personally for doing that. If you guys are brand new to the show, a couple different things. One is we have a community. It's the Amazing Seller Facebook community, and there's over 22,000 currently in there right now. So if you need an answer to a question, you're probably going to find it in there. And you can search that particular uh, group by going up into the search box on the right-hand side there if you're on if you're on a desktop and you can just search for the topic and most likely you're going to find something that'll answer your question. So a great resource. I I uh, you know invite you to go and uh, hang out with us over there and the the link to that is the amazingseller.com forward slash F is in Frank, B is in boy for Facebook. Again, that's the amazingseller.com forward slash F is in Frank, B as in boy. All right. And the other thing I want to remind you, if you are brand new or maybe you just needed a reminder, uh, we are doing another upcoming workshop, a live workshop, totally free. It's where I break down the five phases for launching a product on Amazon. I go through my exact steps that I did in the very beginning and what I currently do. And the other thing that we do is we answer live Q&A on there as well. So I would love to invite you to that if you haven't attended one or even if you have and you want to come back, that's cool too. And the link to that is theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop, okay? And uh, you can go register for an upcoming workshop there. All right, so what do you say, guys? Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's dig in to these seven tips for finding keywords and ranking and generating sales and all that fun stuff. So number one, okay, the very first thing 
that you should be doing is thinking to yourself, how would I search for this product if it was me? Most people don't do that. They just think to themselves, I'm going to go out and start using all these tools and I'm going to start, you know, figuring all that stuff out. Nah, I think right now we got to just start from, you know, in, in the beginning, we got to, we got to start with basics. Okay. And that basic thing is like, and I always use this example as well. It's like, if I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking and I break my garlic press and I need a new garlic press, how am I going to search for that garlic press? Is it just a standard garlic press? So is it just garlic press or is it a stainless steel? Cause I love the stainless steel cause that's what my kitchen is. And that's what all my utensils are. Is it a long handled one? Maybe I am a professional chef and there's a certain name for it and I'm going to call it by that. Or maybe there's a certain one that I had that I really like and I don't even know what the brand name is, but I love that long handled garlic press. Or maybe there's a certain style that I'm not aware of cause I don't collect garlic presses, but maybe I did, you know, uh, you know, have these special tools in this space that I wanted to search for. And there's a certain term form. Those are the things that you need to start writing down a list of, because that's the starting point. That's what we call uh, seed keywords. They're the seed keywords, meaning you put in that one keyword and then you can start to get a lot of other variations from that in these other exercises that I'm going to share with you. All right. So you want to just write down what comes to mind, maybe even ask your husband or wife or, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a friend if they're over say, Hey, if you were to break one of these, what would you go search for? Well, I'd go search for, uh, you know, stainless steel garlic press. Okay, good. That's what I had. Or they might come up with something totally different, right? So it's good to get in the minds of the user because we're not always going to search the same. I mean, it's clear. When I pull my reports inside of Amazon, uh, you, you'll be surprised on some of the searches that are that are searched for that my product will come up. It's just strange, but it's good to have that, all right? So that's number one, okay? Number one is that you want to be able to write down a list of what you would search for or people that you know by asking them, by physically asking them. I know we want to rely on tools, but this is like step one, Okay understanding what people are searching for and then starting from there, all right? So that's number one. Number two is we want to also now look at the competitor's listings, okay? Now, they've probably done a lot of the research for us, so we want to look at the obvious, okay? We're going to be able to see a little bit more deeper inside of of their listing and what other searches have done, but we're going to look at the obvious right now, and the obvious, what I mean by that is, is surface level. Like, what can we see that we can pull from, okay? So the first thing I'm going to look at is the title, That's the very, very first thing that I'm going to look at, okay? What does the title have that it looks like a keyword? So again, if it's garlic press, I'm going to see garlic press in there or stainless steel garlic press. So I'm going to look at that and I'm going to write that down or I'm going to copy and paste that, okay? Then I'm going to go to my next competitor. I'm going to do the same thing. My next competitor do the same thing and the same thing and the same thing. And I might grab seven, eight, maybe even 10 of those and I'm going to start to see the commonalities. I'm going to start to see what is what is everyone using and then what are some that maybe aren't, you know, the other ones aren't using that might be good ones, right? So I'm just going to look at the obvious. Again, title is a great place. Their bullets, their description. Now, some people say, well, the description isn't, you know, found in search. I, I, I don't really agree with that because I actually tested that and I found that I had one listing that was identical. I had two separate listings. They, they were 
similar products. One was a bundle and one was uh, a single product. And in the one description, I didn't have the keyword and I, I could not be found anywhere. And then the other one had it in the description and I was able to come up and search. So whether it was a, a fluke, I don't know, but I do think that there's at least there's relevancy there. So anyway, that's a whole nother topic, but I look at the title, the bullets, the description, not necessarily for what they're ranking for, but what are some other ideas that they're already pulling and putting into that description that could be a, you know, a really good keyword that I should start focusing on. All right. So that's what I would do. I would start with at least the top five to seven and maybe even go as much as the top 10. All right, and you can go deeper than that too. And then you're gonna start to see, you know, the common phrases or the common terms, and then you can start to use those also as seed keywords as we move forward here, all right? So that's two, okay? Looking at the comp the competitor, I can't even speak, the competitor's listing uh, and look at the obvious, okay? Now, number three is good old Amazon. Go to Amazon, type in your keyword, and then look at the popular searches in the drop-down menu, okay? Amazon is putting them there from data that they've found over the years, okay? And that's probably changing because their algorithm's always changing, right? So what you'll do is you'll just like, for example, let's use garlic press. We type in garlic press. We we take the space bar, we, we click that one time. That'll make it so we're, we're almost going to be adding another letter, but we're not gonna yet. And then we'll see what the top three or five keywords are that they're saying or that they're suggesting that are most popular, okay? And then we'll write them down. Those are those are really good keywords. Then to take that a step further, what we can do is then we can say, same thing, garlic press, and then we would hit the space bar, and then we would put an A in there. Now, everything that would have an A in that next word would pop up, and then we can do the same thing. We can come back and go garlic press B, garlic press C, garlic press D, right? And so on. And we can just keep doing this, okay? And throughout the entire alphabet. We can even then go uh, garlic press one, garlic press two, garlic press three. And we can do that and see what comes up. Maybe there's one that's a 10 inch, right? Garlic press 10 inch. That might come up, right? Or eight inch, right? But that's how you can kind of find some of these more popular search terms by suggesting the first letter and then from there letting them finish it, okay? So we're, we're using their, you know, their algorithm and their, you know, results as our tool in a sense, okay? And it's it's Amazon. It's actually their results from people doing searches. So it's really good stuff, right? Now, there is a tool called Amisuite. You probably have already heard about that, but they have a module inside that tool that will do this for you. It'll run through the entire alphabet the uh, it'll also do um, the numbers. It'll it, it does a whole bunch of different variations and comes up with hundreds, if not thousands, of different variations from running this. But you can do it manually. But this tool does it for you. It's Amisweep. Again, I'll leave that in the show notes. I'll also leave it in the cheat sheet on today's episode where you can download these seven tips and then you can go ahead and uh, you can refer back to it. Okay. But that's Amisweep and that does it for you as well. Okay. But you can do it manually. Okay. Let's move on to number four. Okay, you guys can't see me either, but I'm putting up my hand like, let's do number four. <laughs> like, uh, like you guys can see me. I, I don't know. I get animated sometimes because, uh, well, I get excited because uh, this stuff is pretty cool. All right, so number four, we're going to look at the Google search, okay? And we're going to also look at the Google Planner. So there's two different things there. Google search is you're going to go to Google and start looking for a garlic press, right? Now, we've talked about this before. Amazon is a search engine for products, and Google is a mix of everything, right? 
But most of the time, Google's for finding, you know, answers and to questions, or maybe you're going to do a comparison. But most most of the search, and I would like to see that number, but most of the search in there is for how to fix, you know, this or you know how to or what is the answer to this, right? It's a lot of it is you know you're finding the answer to something, um, which is great. But it also can help us understand the market. So if we do a, a Google search for garlic press or stainless steel garlic press, we're probably going to see products and we're also going to see content that's related around that. So then we can start looking at the headlines or the titles to these, you know, these organic uh, posts that were done and we can start to see if there's anything that stands out to us. You know, there could be this certain type of garlic press that we're not even thinking about that is made for left-handed people, right? And we didn't know that there's a special one for left-handed people. I don't know. I'm making this up. I don't even know if that exists, but you get what I'm saying, right? You get the point. So that's what I would do. I'd spend some time in Google and do a, a Google, my gosh, I can't even talk, a Google, a Google search. And uh, that's a tough word, a Google search. And, and I would do that. And I would spend some time there. I would also look at the ads on the right-hand side and I would see what people are putting in there because they're paying for ads to be there, right? So because they're paying, they've done some probably some testing and, and things with their title and their description. So then I would want to start seeing what people were advertising there because that's going to give me ideas of keywords, okay? And all we're doing here is just coming up with, you know, a whole bunch of variations of the keywords, but also it's giving us ideas possibly for other products or variations of our product or bundles for our products, okay? So you're just kind of spending some time in this research phase for keywords in a sense, okay? Now, the keyword planner, that's a really cool tool for tool, tool, a tool, my gosh, uh, a tool for, uh, for uh, you know, being able to find suggested keywords, okay? And then when you're finding these suggested keywords, that also helps you find related keywords that you might not even thought of, and it'll also give you like search volume for these. Now, that's on Google. That doesn't mean that search volume is going to carry over to Amazon, but it's still a good way to see the demand for a particular product or a particular keyword on Google. Because if we, you know, in the future, if we build out an authority website, which if you could listen to the last episode, 158, where I talked to John Haver about building your authority website, well, you're going to want to know some of these other keywords that people are searching for on these other platforms, right? So this is just good intelligence to have on the market that you're trying to serve your products to, all right? So that's, again, Google search plus the planner is definitely something that I would recommend doing. Again, just knowing your market, spending time there uh, to, to see what people are searching for is just a really, really great exercise to do. And again, like I said, looking at the ads because people are paying for those ads. So if they're paying for those ads, they probably either have a company that's running them or someone that's already done a lot of this research and they're showing up there and then they're going to have the trigger points for people to want to click on that ad. Okay. And then the other thing you want to do is look at the bottom of the page for the suggestions. So for example, if you do a Google search, and you search for garlic press, you're going to scroll to the bottom. It's going to say, you know, other suggestions, other, other, uh, you know, keyword suggestions. And then you can see maybe, I think it's like six or eight, maybe even more. And it'll give you these other related keywords that are similar, or they could be extensions of that. Like it could be stainless steel garlic press, uh, black handle garlic press. It could be those different ones. But again, a great way for you to see more results that Google is giving you from past searches. Again, we're almost doing what we did in Amazon where we're using their search engine to give us suggestions of what other people have looked for in popular ones because they wouldn't put them there if they weren't more popular than just throwing out a random keyword, right? So that's another great extra. So that's number four, okay? Number five is looking at merchant words. Now, this is a nice little software tool. 
And uh, you can go there. They have a free version and they also have a paid version. And I believe I still have on my resource page, you can get that for like nine bucks a month if you go through my affiliate link. Um, and I think the normal price is like 17 or 19, maybe even more. I don't know. Um, but you know, it's, it's really inexpensive or you can just use the free. And I think the free one, you get five searches, you get to do five searches a day, something like that. Uh, so, but what that does is again, and some people get confused here and I want to, I want to fix this right now for you guys. Merchant words to me is not like Amazon data, even though they might claim that it is. I don't look at it like that. I look at it as it's, it's a curation of keywords that have been done, you know, around this market and wherever that data is coming from, it comes from, but it's another great way to get ideas and suggestions from doing these searches. Okay. So, and you can also search them by most, uh, relevant. You can search them by most, uh, you know, traffic as far as like, or, you know, most, uh, traffic numbers, um, and all that. So you can sort by that, but it's a great way to, again, get more suggestions, not just going into Google and not just going into Amazon, but getting that list and you can export them list. You can import them into a pay-per-click campaign if you want to and all of that good stuff. Uh, but what you need to do here is just take your seed keyword to start. So your most basic keyword, which in this case would be garlic press. So we would want to take that keyword, plug that in, hit go, and then we're going to spit out all of the keywords. And then I would want to cert by uh, the highest number of searches to the least. And then that's how I would search it. And then I would start working my way down. Uh, and then, so again, you're going to be able to get different searches from different seed keywords. So if you have more than one seed keyword, meaning if you have garlic press, or maybe you want to then do stainless steel garlic press and see what comes up, or you might have something that's totally different than even just that keyword, uh, you know, that could be uh, a potential seed keyword that you would want to play around with. Of course, you got to look at your market and see what other keywords they could be searching for. But Merchant Words is a great resource for that as well. And again, it's just giving you more suggestions and more ideas for what you could be using as keywords. So that's number five. Number six, we're gonna go back to Google, but we're gonna use Google Trends now, okay? So Google Trends is great to see how a keyword or a market is trending, right? And you can see the course of that over the course of time. So again, if we look at Garlic Press, we might see that, you know, six months out of the year, people are, you know, searching and buying garlic presses, but the other six months out of the year, it's, it's lower and that's fine. So that's great for doing that kind of like historical data research for your product. So you don't find something that's seasonal if, if you don't want to go after something that's seasonal. So that's a great thing, but we're not talking about using Google trends for that. What we're talking about using here, the, this particular tool for is to look at the suggested keywords below. So you're gonna go and do the Google Trends, you're gonna look at one keyword, type it in, and then from there hit search, and then down below it's gonna give you related or keywords that are suggested from that one search that you did, okay? Now they may be similar to what you already did in the Google search and the planner, but I would do it anyway, I would do it again, because you just never know. There could be other keywords that you're missing that could come up there. And again, play around with that. Do different seed keywords in those trends, in, those, in that Google trend, and then you'll find different results. So I love using Google trends for seeing just like the trend and see how it's either up or down in certain times of the year. And I always do this for product research too. I want to see how a product is trending throughout the year. And if I can get, you know, data for the past three or four years, sometimes even six to eight and 10 years, um, that's just, that's crazy to be able to see that. And it's funny because I didn't do this on my first product. And then when I went and started to figure out that that would be probably a good exercise to do now, and I do it, but I did that and I could see totally how the market was trending at certain times of the year and how it was dropping in other certain times. So it made me uh, prepared 
to uh, to expect that. And then also maybe even for inventory ordering and to know that it'll probably be less at these different months or during these different months than it would be in other months. Um, but again, that's a little side note for you on the Google Trends. I love Google Trends, uh, but again, it's a great, great free resource and I would definitely use that. Again, I'm going to link these up on the show notes and I'm going to also create a little cheat sheet here, a little seven tip guide that you guys can download. So just go over to episode 159 for this. So that's the amazingseller.com forward slash 159 and you'll have all the show notes and you'll have uh, a chance to uh, download this if you if you want to have it all in one spot. All right. So number seven, and this one is a paid tool, but it's a really, really great tool and it is Simple Keyword Inspector. Okay, so simple keyword inspector. And what this tool will do is it will reverse, uh, it will, it'll do a keyword reverse search. So what it'll do is you'll take your competitor. So what you'll do is you'll take, let's say that you have an ASIN that your, your uh, competitor is using. You take that ASIN and then you put it into the simple keyword inspector tool. You hit go and literally, depending on the kind of, of reverse search that you do, there's a couple different ones. There's a basic, there's an advanced. I usually use the basic. That's all I really need. And then from there, within five minutes, I'll have a list of keywords that were reversed on that particular listing. So it'll give me like all of their top C- uh, keywords that were searched upon and that people uh, found that listing. It's really, really powerful, especially when you're doing Amazon pay-per-click, all right? That's part of my strategy moving forward, a little bit more of an advanced strategy, but I definitely do that. Um, so really, really uh, great tool, and I do use that, and I would recommend anyone at least using that for maybe two or three of their top competitors, and then just seeing what keywords are being searched for, how many keywords they're being ranked for. Oh, here's another little tip. Again, this is just a little tip here uh, using this tool. What you could also do is do a reverse search on your own listing maybe a month after you started. And then from there, do another one after you've been promoting it, after you've been you know, doing your pay-per-click, all that stuff. Then do another reverse search and in maybe another month, maybe four to six weeks, and then see how many more keywords you're ranking for that day. So it'll show you the progress as far as how many keywords you're starting to come up for and starting to show up for. The last time I did this on one of my products, I, I think it was like 18 or 1900 keywords that I was being ranked for, you know, and that ranking could be, you know, 10th on page one, but it's a miscellaneous keyword that you wouldn't even know that you got ranked for just because you were out there organically and people were finding it and making, you know, making a, a purchase. And that was alerting Amazon that you made a sale on that. So again, I can't uh, stress that enough. It's really important to not just go after like your keywords in your title, like that's great, but you want to start blanketing the area with variety, a variety of keywords over time. And using the keyword inspector tool will give you that intelligence and then also allow you to see, uh, you know, just like I shared with you, how your listing is doing by doing your own reverse search on your own listing. All right, so really, really powerful. Um, Now, I've got a couple of bonus things that I wanted to talk about here real quick, but before I do, let me just recap real quick on those seven uh, and just give you that list again. So so the seven tips for finding your best keywords to rank and generate sales, because again, guys, this is all about search plus sales equal ranking. That's really how it works, you know? Everything is based off of sales as far as ranking goes 
inside of Amazon, okay? They're going to rank you on, on how many sales you're making or your competitors are making. So when you see someone starting to rank high, it means they're making sales. Now, that can be you know influenced by doing promos, which we all really do in the beginning, but that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's happening every single time, right? But you'll kind of get a gist as, as far as like when you start to see your different competitors and you'll see if they're starting to run a promo every month or or whatever, right? But uh, but anyway, just to understand, you know, when someone does a search for a garlic press and then your listing shows up on first page and then they go and click on your listing and then they convert into a sale, that's a little bump for you to start getting ranked for that keyword. Now, it's not just gonna take one keyword and one sale to do that. It's gonna take that multiple times. And that's why when you're doing a promo, you know, you still do want to use that uh, that keyword loaded URL. I know some people said, "Well, I don't think it's really working anymore." I've recently done that, and and it did work for me. Um, not saying it's going to work for you, but um, it's just a way for you to start ranking, and then uh, and then from there start pushing your own sales through that keyword by using pay per click. Uh, so again, uh, just wanted to give you that little that little tidbit. All right, so here we are. One. Do the old-fashioned think on your own. Write down a list of what you would search for. Two, look at your competitor's listings on the surface, the obvious, the title, the bullets, the description. Obviously, you can't see what's in their back end, but that's fine. You don't need to right now. We're just trying to get an idea of what the main keywords, maybe the list of five or 10 keywords that we should be looking at, okay? And that's also gonna help us when we move into these other exercises for doing these seed keywords, okay? Number three is we wanna use Amazon's search box. We wanna go in there. We wanna look at the, at the popular searches that is in the drop-down menu. So again, type in your keyword, garlic press, hit the space bar, see what populates down below in the drop-down. That's the top keywords for that main keyword. Then put an A in and see all the ones that start with an A. Then the B, then a C, and then go through the entire alphabet. Then do numbers, one through, you know, whatever, uh, and, and then play around with that. And again, you can always use Amisuite uh, to do this for you. It's automated, and you just literally plug in your keyword, and it spits it out for you. It's, it's awesome. I've used it um, time and time again. It works really, really good. Number four, use Google and use their search and use their planner, okay? Two different things there, and there you can get suggestions and you can also start to learn more about your market because you're gonna see some of these random searches that are around that product that aren't necessarily the keyword itself. They're just related. Number five, merchant words. Another great resource to find other suggestions by using your, your seed keywords, again. And do multiple searches, not just the one keyword. Use different keywords, different main keywords, and see what you get. Six, Google Trends. Look at how your, your keyword is trending. That's great, but also look at the suggestions that they give you on that page. And lastly, number seven is Simple Keyword Inspector. This is where you'll take your competitor and do a reverse search um, on that particular listing. And you also then wanna do yours maybe month one or after you've been going for four weeks and then come back four to six weeks and see how well you're starting to rank for all of these other keywords. Hopefully, you're starting to accumulate keywords that you're blanketing your market with, all right? And that's simple keyword inspector. Now, bonus. You can also start to look at, once you've been running a little bit, once you start running pay-per-click, you're going to want to start looking at the data. You're going to want to start looking at your pay-per-click data, that is. So I always tell people, start with an auto campaign, and the main reason for that is because we want to start pulling the data after seven to 10 days. We want to start seeing what Amazon is putting in front of people that are looking for our product. And then we can take those keywords and we can start expanding on our pay-per-click, but we can also start expanding on ones inside of our listing that can help us start ranking organically. 
We also want to look at the suggested bid or the suggested bids, the suggested keywords inside of the Amazon pay-per-click when we're, when we're choosing our listing. So if you're in your pay-per-click account and you click on suggest, it's going to give you a suggestion by them looking at the keywords that are already in your, in your listing. It's going to more or less scrape your listing and all of the different keywords you have in there. And it's going to give you suggested keywords that they suggest that you, uh, that, that you target. Okay. So again, we're using that as data. And then the other one is when you pull the data report by using broad search terms or even phrase, but the broad work really good because if if you're targeting garlic press, you're going to also be able to see the actual keywords that were searched for that was found by that one broad keyword. Now, this is a little bit more advanced, but I just want to let you know, if you're at that level, that's another great way to start getting keywords that you could potentially start targeting and see other product ideas as well. All right. So the last thing I want to leave you guys with is some ranking tips, okay? The ranking tips, and these are some basic ranking tips, but you just need to understand that you need to be relevant, number one, and you need to have those keywords in there in order to start ranking. Now, just having them in there, in your listing, doesn't make you rank. What makes you rank is sales, right? But if you get sales and the keywords aren't in there, it's going to be harder to rank. We want to be more relevant. So the first thing is you want your keywords in the title. Now, I say keywords. If you have garlic press in your in your title, don't put it in your bullets and don't put it in the description and don't put it in the back end. Now, if it makes sense to put it in there because you're talking about the product, that's fine, but you don't have to repeat it in order to get more ranking juice, if that makes sense. Okay. So you only need to use it once for ranking. So don't use up that space in the title and, and repeat that keyword three times. It's not going to help you. Okay. The other thing is the bullets. Okay. The bullets, you want to put your keywords in there, not the same one in the, as in the title, but you want to put your stuff in there to number one, make it relevant. Uh, because if you're going to do pay-per-click, you're going to need to be relevant. So you want your bullets in there. And I still think that that will help you rank, um, if you're going for relevancy. Okay. But we can have a debate on that. Uh, but I, I think it's good practice to put them in your bullets. You'll also want to put your main keywords that you want to rank for in the back end. Not again, I'm going to repeat this and you're not going to put it in the title and then decide to put it in the back end too. No, one or the other. Okay. Uh, so I would definitely suggest keeping all of the ones in the back end. Your, your search terms is what they're called. They're not even keywords. They're called search terms. And then from there, you want to put those in the back end. And then and again, I, I need to remind you if you're brand new and you're just starting to do this, don't use commas, use spaces and don't repeat the keywords in there. So if you said garlic press, just garlic space press and then say long and then say handle and then say black and then say rubber and then so just keep spacing them and then just keep adding to them because what it'll do is it'll randomly pick from one block to the next block and it'll just start as long as they're in there it can put them together all right so that's your back end and again pay-per-click is going to also help you start ranking organically if you want to start ranking for certain keywords and if they're in your title or in your listing somewhere and you want to start ranking for that keyword you start driving traffic to that keyword and then from there once you start getting sales then you can start ranking one little side note though you can have all of the clicks over to your listing that you want but if you don't have reviews or if you don't have a well-optimized listing, it's not going to convert that well and that can hurt you as well. So you want to make sure that the, the framework of your listing is done and it's complete and it's good. 
All right. And then the last thing is your keyword URL if you're running a promotion. What that means, some of you have heard it as a super URL. It's where you put in your keyword in your URL that you're going to be sharing in a promotion. And then for there, from there, you're going to have people click on that link and it's going to act as though they searched for that keyword for buying that product. All right. So, Wow, that was a lot. That was a mouthful, huh? And uh, it was a lot of stuff. But we covered a lot, but there's a lot of great stuff here that I think that you could even just keep this as a little cheat sheet. So when you're getting stuck or you, uh, you know, you, you want to, you know, start broadening out your keywords or you want to start finding new ones to target even in your pay-per-click, this is a great resource, these right here, to be able to refer back to and get ideas. The other thing you can do is if you had a VA, a virtual assistant, you can show them this and have them do this for you and come back with all of the top keywords. Another idea for you, all right? So uh, so that's it. So if you guys want to download this cheat sheet, the seven tips for finding your best keywords to rank and generate sales, uh, you can go ahead and do so by heading over to the show notes. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 159, and you can go ahead and download that on here or on the show notes, okay? So uh, that's it, guys. I want to thank you guys again for hanging out with me for another day here, whether you're on the run, in the train, in the plane, in the car, wherever you are. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate it. I hope that you got value from this episode. And as always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you in the next episode.